As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. This is the second part of the conversation between Phil and Andrew Hunziker on accounting in the cannabis industry. If you haven't listened to the first part of this episode, check your podcast feed. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of CPA Review and More. We are pleased to bring you the number one podcast for CPAs and CPA candidates. If you'd like to learn more about how Jaeger CPA Review can help you, find us on our website at JaegerCPAReview.com. Now, here's your host, Phil Jaeger. Brad, how many county practices? Do you have any idea how many are in this field right now? Approximately? So in our program, around 800 in all 50 states. But there, but that's a big skill set. So we have hundreds of bookkeepers. We have some CFOs and MBAs. We have a bunch of CPAs. We have a bunch of enrolled agents. And and so different people want to do different things. Some people just want to do bookkeeping. Some people want to just do tax returns. Some people want to do CFO work. And so that's another benefit of our community. People share work with each other. We have them identify their holes. And again, I'm a great example. I do CFO work. I refuse at this age to do bookkeeping or controller work, and I don't do tax returns. And so, but I still can offer full service to a client because I'm going to go partner with with somebody in the group who can do the, for example, Summer is in Dallas. She does tax returns for my clients and has for four years. She has her firm, I have mine, but we use the same tools, the same knowledge, the same systems. And so we can offer that client full service. And usually people partner up with one person, like we'll find a bookkeeper, we'll partner up with a CPA and, and they'll trade work back and forth. Like the CPA might do tax returns and CFO and the bookkeeper will do everything else and they'll they'll share work back and forth. How are the tax laws unique for cannabis? You have to learn a whole new set of tax laws. Well, no, that's the good news, but it is it is confusing and people, most people are like, oh, I hated cost accounting in, in school. But basically you can go out and Google IRC 280E and and the the real tax code that's the granddaddy of them all is 280E formed back when when all the drug wars were going on back in our time in the 70s and 80s. They're like, okay, if you're a drug lord, you know you're selling heroin to kindergartners, 
you know, we're going to try to get you in jail for that. But in the meantime, you got to file a tax return. And by the way, you get no deductions and credits. So if you if you were to read 280E, it's only one sentence in the tax code. That's how long it is. It's just if, if there's a drug on Schedule 1 and you sell, or they actually say if you traffic in it, which there's a much debate about what does trafficking mean, and they've argued that in the courts. But if you traffic a Schedule 1 drug, you get no deductions and no credits. So I tell people, well, great, then a kindergartner could do the tax return. Just put in revenues and pay your tax. There's no deductions. There's no credits. The world's shortest return. The good the good news for cannabis companies is inventory is not a deduction. It's not a credit. So 471 is the rule for inventories. And with under 471, particularly 471.11, which affects our, our farmers, our processors, our product manufacturers, they can do cost accounting and get a whole bunch of costs into inventory. And what happens to inventory when it's sold? It becomes cost of goods sold. That lowers your taxable income. And so cannabis owners are very cognizant of, of those two sections of the tax code. And what happens is oftentimes they try to do it if, if they try to beat the system and they think, oh, I can put everything into inventory. So you'll see, a, I've seen tax returns that say, oh, our sales were 4.7 million and our cost of goods sold was $4,699,080 and I have taxable income of $20. That doesn't fly. And um, yeah, you can't, even under 471.11, you can't throw things like advertising or interest expense, um, but you can put a lot of costs in indirect labor and tools and, and many things, rent, utilities, et cetera, can be allocated if you have a method to do it into the plant as it grows. And then that will um, end up lowering your taxable income. But these are not in the Internal Revenue Code. No, they are. 471. Oh, sorry, what's so 471 the is the rule in the end. So oh. if you, and again, if you Google IRC 471, that's the rule, for, general rule for inventories. It's a big, massive, long read. 471.11, though, is for, relates to manufacturers, growers, processors who are actually making of cannabis. Product. Of cannabis. Yeah. No, of just anyone. Just anything. Yeah. So a, a specific a, code section that talks about cannabis and only cannabis. That's 280E. And so 280E, and it's not even talking about cannabis. It's talking about anything on Schedule 1 or 2. So heroin, things like that, crystal meth, those are, they're all treated the same. You can't deduct anything. But 471 applies to everybody in the U.S. And so that applies to cannabis. It applies to a heroin dealer. So if a heroin dealer is growing poppy out in the backyard and they allocate part of their rent into their plant, it's deductible or it'll flow through to cost of goods sold. And we've had arguments in Harborside case actually just got rejected. They over like 10 years in the courts um, to try to call 280 unconstitutional. That has so far failed. Um, but it, it's, it's complex and it's confusing. And then when say CBD gets pulled off schedule one, 280E no longer applies, 471 still applies. So we still do that for CBD, but then they've got other tax codes they have to think about, like 263A or 199A or, or other tax codes. So it, it get, and, and we haven't even touched compliance in USDA, FDA, state compliance, OSHA. It's massive in this niche. And um, again, most clients aren't doing compliance right. It's another service area. We have many people charging lots of money to help them with compliance. The Internal Revenue Service, uh, would you say they're a conservative group of people? 
Yes, and I would also say well, they are growing rapidly. And Biden actually has a proposal here to greatly expand the number of people they're going to have as well as their budget, and they are coming after this industry in particular. Yeah, because what I'm wondering is, if you have a lot of conservative people at the Internal Revenue Service, is there a greater number of returns that they go after if they see they're in the can cannabis, I'm sorry, can cannabis industry? All right. Do they pick on those people? Yeah, I think they will. Yeah, I think they could. They could just by, yeah, you're saying their views, maybe they don't like it. But even more than that, the tax dollars are enormous. They've already done, they did a report, the TIGDA report came out where they went through like hundreds of tax returns from Oregon, Washington, California. I think eight out of 10 of them were wrong. They were all underpaying tax. And, and just your typical tax return we're talking can be millions of dollars. It's it's huge. So are they going to go after coffee shops? Or are they going to go after dispensaries? You know, you can, if you looked at my client here in this teeny little town of 80,000 people, he's doing 4 million sales and it looks like a rundown building and the coffee shop next door actually looks nicer, but they may be doing 200 grand. And so there's just big, big dollars. And so the tax for the states, the counties, the feds, they all need money. It's a great place to go get it. Um, so of course they, they should be coming after the cannabis industry if, if they wanna, yeah, help us balance the budget because that's yet a whole, a whole different issue we're dealing with. Now you, you just shout out those internal revenue code section, like they're nothing. But if you're audited, all right, as a place that, you know, is, is licensed, they can do business and cannabis, all right? But the IRS comes in and really harasses them, all right? Who's going to represent? I mean, how many people have the knowledge you have, all right, to represent someone, you know, in before, you know, before the Internal Revenue Service? Yeah, it's how many tough. people are there it's like you out there? Yeah, we have people in our program that are actually doing it right now. So it's yeah, we're 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 place one to help them. And um, there are attorneys. So believe me, attorneys jumped into cannabis way before CPAs did in a big, big, big way. Um, so there's lots of tax attorneys out there as well. But yeah, it's it's tough. We tell people the best strategy, and and I talk to around the U.S. as well. And I'm talking directly to business owners on stages, and they're coming to me. How do I beat 280E? And I'm like, look. You just need to do this right. Do your accounting correctly. Do your cost accounting correctly. Um, yeah, you're going to pay more tax, but you could still make a lot of money as a dispensary owner or farmer in cannabis because the valuations are going to be based on product and brand and growth, kind of like the old dot-com days of thinking about Facebook and Amazon losing lots and lots and lots of money for years and years. And, and what are they worth now? So the valuations will be there. It's just more important to actually do the counting right. That's your, I tell people that's your best defense. If you're going to be a, a, a solo per entrepreneur and CBA, you're going to have insurance and whatnot, but your best insurance is just to do world-class work for your clients. And that's actually the best advice for these clients. So many people are doing it incredibly wrong and we can just show you all these cases and to review it, but let's just do it right. Is you know, I, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. But if, you know, if I wanted to work as an entertainment CPA, get people in the entertainment field, all right? Yeah. I could find a firm that handles that area, all right? Are there any CPA firms, to your knowledge, that ex do exclusively cannabis accounting and have tax knowledge of that area? 
every last person in my program and there's that's hundreds so so yeah at least 600 firms in that space in all 50 states and many of them we have attorneys in that group too so they're but it's not just so that's just my program there are hundreds in all 50 states but there are other cannabis firms that are doing nothing but cannabis you can google they're all over the place do they have our training or not and how good they do i can't vouch for that but there are many many people that are jumping into the space and and not just by the way i was on the aicpa planning committee last week for the fall national conference in las vegas and who's on the planning committee little old me who's kind of a nobody by himself oh no you, all, you know i you, you're not a nobody come on be honest but, but but i mean i'm a solo guy who we went around the room the other 10 people on the zoom call and pretty much everyone else was hi i'm joe smith senior partner from whatever markham cone resing you name it senior partner and i'm the head of the new cannabis division and so the big firms are getting into this in a big big way they three years ago no way but now they're all in <laughs> did you say cone resnick is that did you say that name yeah, there it's a East Coast firm, I believe. Yeah, I worked for uh, my second job was with J.H. Conan Company, who merged. Yeah, and Resnick is here in Bethesda. Bethesda, they merged. So they merged, and they're they're definitely into cannabis, from what I've heard. And um, so the, as far as I know, the only company, the only accounting firms not in cannabis are the big four. And um, that said. KPMG was part of a disaster in L Illinois. And I, I can't still can't figure out the state of Illinois decided to give KPMG $4 million to help them pick social justice and equity licenses of the new cannabis companies. And, and it was a total disaster. KPMG outsourced it. It was a total scam. Um, I can't believe it. it was like, whose idea was it to hire KPMG when they're not even in the industry? Uh, tell me, have I missed anything about your school and how you train people? I think we, we've we hit um, most of it. We have a, a great community as well. So it's a, it's a big support as well. So yeah, so if Sally comes in tomorrow and gets a client and she's just like, holy smokes, I got this client. They're going to pay me nine grand a month. It's a dispensary. And I'm still a little confused. It's no problem. She can get someone to help her for a couple of months. She can get, she's got access to me. We have lots of live calls. So, so it's, it's pretty supportive group. So it isn't just CPAs who are doing this. You probably have enrolled agents. Yeah. Lots of enrolled uh, agents. Just people um, are just playing public accountants. Yeah. Just, yeah. Public accountants, CPAs, enrolled agents, bookkeepers that may just have an accounting degree. CFOs. We have some that are, are more on the finance side that don't even have an accounting degree, but they want to really serve a, more of the CFO level and it, everyone in between. But it's, but for C, in my pitch to CPAs, and I've been a CPA a long time, it's just a great niche. It is hugely needed for CPAs right now. They, cause it's not simple. I want to ask you, are you, do you think that people are sort of off topic? You think people should go for the CPA, even though they may not, uh, after they get their one year experience or whatever, they decide I've had enough of public accounting and I'm sorry I went for my CPA. Do you feel the CPA changed your life at all? Yes, I am a big believer in getting the CPA designation. It's not easy. I mean, it's harder for you all now. I mean, when I was around, we didn't have to get a master's. I think now you have to get a master's and maybe. Yeah. 
the test is harder and whatnot, but the, um, and then you have to get that experience. And if you even take that step and go into the big four for a while, like I did, you get even more education. So it really leads you down a path of just, and, and we, we pitch that in our program. You've been around a while. I don't care where you are, if you're 20 or 40 or whatever, our education should be part of our day. It's our one and only asset as accountants. So I'm in investing, you know, my wife who owns a, a bedding and dishware shop, she's got to pay for fixed assets and inventory and real estate and labor and all that stuff. I just need a laptop, a phone and education. So I'm investing in myself daily, monthly, yearly, whether it's CPE, books, podcasts, courses, programs, college, CBAs, Make sure you do that. I, I get sick of hearing accountants or bookkeepers or anyone, oh, I don't want to take that. That costs too much. I'm like, what do you mean cost? You're invest it's an investment, not a cost when you invest in yourself. And just like your CPA review course, I mean, anytime you're expanding your knowledge, it's huge. I will say one thing. I'm Almost 60, not really, because we've decided 57 wasn't quite almost 60. You round off to around once I passed 55, I was oh, okay. um, I was going the wrong way. But um I've taken a lot of tests in my life and I didn't do particularly good in, in high school or college. And I, I've only oh, aged on. once. We went to University of Colorado. That's a tough <laughs> school. You're being I modest. Know. And we were we were too focused on fun back in the eighties, but the but I say I aced one test in my life, and it was an important one, the CPA exam. I I I almost actually aced it, and I got an award for it. And um, you, and you got know what? The Dell's award? The, no, this was in Oklahoma. I got the highest score in the state of Oklahoma, but I oh. think I had a ninety-eight or nine on financial and ninety-nine on tax. And but so it you changed. Were a, you were you were not a sales award winner. The well, that's I was in the top one percent in the nation, but I won actually in the state of Oklahoma. I don't know where I was in the 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 top score in the nation. I think that's there's three of them. But yeah. I've got I've got my award right here on the wall, and um, but it changed my life. So I actually and so like when you're teaching people to CPA review. I was in this little, I, I messed up. I went back and got, I got my finance degree and I just, I was 29. I was working in a warehouse. 30, I, you were 30. 30. Well, yeah. 29, <laughs> off. I'm just <laughs> But it was, um, but I was working in a warehouse and I started helping out a little accounting in this electrical company. And I went back to night school to small community college. I got my accounting 24 hours. I got AIDS for the first time in my life. And I met this lady, Louise, and the, she took her CBA exam a year before me and she won the award for the top score in the state. And I asked her, I was like, I was like, man, I'm old. Those public companies aren't going to hire me because I'm, I'm 30. And um, I was like, how'd you, I was like, I got to do good in this test. And I said, what'd you do? And she told me she took a review course and she, she, for a whole entire year, seven days a week, I think it was two or three hours taking those questions over and over. And she, it was super simple. Whatever she told me, I did the same exact thing for a year. And sure enough, I got the best score uh, and it, it launched me right into a, a good job in big four. There's a big drop now just for your, the number of people taking the CPA exam has dropped tremendously. I don't know if you've heard that or not. Really? Why? One, uh, it's the uh, it's the generation now, all right? And their feeling is there's no urgency. And, uh, you know, the exam has gotten harder. And, and they still think accounting is a lot of them. It's boring, you know? And so the ASCPA, the reason I mention that is because I'm on the ASCPA course, approved course providers. Okay. And 
we had on our last Zoom call to mention that the number of people since 10 years ago who have taken exams dropped 50%. And wow. I try to, someone like yourself, I always say, all right, did the CPA change your life? And you know, yeah. I'd say 99.9% .9 of the people that are on these podcasts tell me that. It's and huge. I wish there was a way. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, there's no advocate for the CPA candidate. They yeah. don't have, the only thing the CPA does is advocate for the public. They're there to protect the yeah. public. But no one protects the CPA candidates. So that's why I really started this podcast to sort of protect the CPA candidates, give them information. And that's been my sort of mission. Yeah, and you, yeah. Those names are prestigious. When people ask you, oh, are you a CPA? If you tell them you do accounting or whatever, and it, it adds, um, it just, yeah, it's, it's a great credential. I don't know if the test is back in my day, I think, I think it was like 70% failed the test their first try. Yeah, it was a much higher. We we all, we both took the same two and a half day exam or something. Yeah, we're all day long and you're in there with yeah. your pencil. <laughs> but it's yeah, back in that that day and it was a high failure rate, but it, but that was part of the probably part of the prestige to get the thing because it was not easy. Um Yeah, well, it's still not easy, but anyway, Andrew, what I like to do is end my podcast by saying to my guest, all right? This is your moment. You can advertise, you can talk about your course, right? If people want to get involved with this, tell them what they can do. Okay, you're, you're young, you're thinking about the CBA exam. Um, I would say, first off, do that if at all possible. Um, it's gonna be a huge, important difference in your life. Most of you will end up with your own firm at some point in your life because I think that's that whether you go into big four or, or on the auditor tax side, so many of us end up on our own. You're at a great place in the world because all of a sudden we have these remote tools that we can work from anywhere. Um, so I would definitely consider that at a young age. Also consider picking a niche and becoming an expert in it. If you're interested in our niche, just check us out at dopecfo.com and you can actually reach me super easy on our just contact tab. You can send an email and I'll get it. And I'm very responsive as well. Uh, what is your, how do I get in touch with you by email? You're on uh, LinkedIn too, right? Yeah, LinkedIn uh, as well. and has all, all the stuff as well about it. And then um, be at dopecfo.com is the email address they gave me way back when, which I probably would change that, but because people always think the letter B, but it's BE at dopecfo.com, and I, all those emails come right to me. It sounds like a great niche, you know, and we didn't have these, at least I didn't have yeah. these when I graduated. It was auditing or taxes. Yeah. Right? Today they have so many areas. This is a very interesting area, you know, yeah. and once again, I'm not. I'm not encouraging people to go into it, but you know, I hear all different types of people and what they're in. I would encourage you to give Andrew a call. All right. And let me spell for you, Andrew. Let me give you his, it's Andrew. All right. Yes. Last name is H U N as in Nancy, Z as in zebra, I C K E R. And Andrew is on LinkedIn. If you want to look up, you know, all about what he does. And I'm sure, you know, if you get in touch with him, he'd be very happy to discuss what this program is all about. Correct? Yeah, that's great. All right. So, Andrew, I appreciate your time. I hope I get, yeah, I don't want to keep you from, but thank you so much. Uh, you were tough to get on because you're so popular. All right. 
In fact, I, it was easier. I got so many calls from very famous people. They said, if Andrew can't do it, I'll do it. So <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, Larry King. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Andrew, you take care. Stay well. Stay healthy. Okay. All right. Thank you. Anyway, this is Phil Yeager, and this is CPA Review and more. All right. And once again, call me, 301-874-4900, extension 5. That's in beautiful downtown Rockville, Maryland. All right. We'd love to talk to you if you have any questions. Once again, Andrew, thank you very much. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to Jaeger CPA Review and more. As a token for our appreciation for your listenership, we'd like to offer you 10% off your next purchase with Jaeger CPA Review. Save between $50 to $150 with code PODCAST10. If you'd like more information, look us up on JaegerCPAReview.com. And as always, if you've enjoyed this show, please rate and review on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.